Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well, come along. It's the Sunday evening episode. And you get it if you're an IFS subscriber. On, well, hang on, did I say Monday morning? I did I say Sunday evening, didn't I? Yeah, it's not Sunday, Sunday evening if you it's are Sunday evening IFS. if you're IFS. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this right up. Oh, well. Uh, people get the idea, and it's a good reminder um, to those freeloaders out there that uh, could get this on Sunday night. Much more convenient. Even if you don't listen to it on Sunday night, it means it's ready for your Monday morning commute or whatever it is you like to do on a Monday morning. Maybe you, maybe you go out for a harsh. coffee. Huh? What? Harsh. Freeloaders is a harsh yeah. kind of description of them both. It's accurate, isn't it? Yeah. It's very accurate. I mean, Are we you don't mind. Something? If, we, if we had that much objection, we wouldn't put them out for free. It's our choice to put them out for free, but... Oh, imagine that. <gasps> what, not putting Fucking them out hell, for free? That would be a, measure, a, a, test of, a test of the loyalty of the listeners, wouldn't it? Yeah. We're going to put out the first seven minutes. You've got to yeah. pay for the rest. Yeah, exactly. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you clicking something? Yeah, I am. Do you want to see what? Because it's a great... Yes, please. Usually you can't see what I'm clicking, but... um. My while I've been away, my daughter has obviously been using the Vita Modular as a revision yeah. um, oh. co- compound, and she's got one of those yeah. pens in here, which for clicking, oh, it's a next level because oh, it's, it's a clicker's dream. It's a clicker's dream because look, every colour of the rainbow, oh god, so many different clicks, yeah. and uh, oh, click, 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 nice yeah. imagery on there as well, unicorns, mm. rainbows, the lot. But I'll I'll put it over there. Say. I'll put it in my pot. And then keep it out of harm's way. I this do have- is one of those occasional episodes that we do where, where it's also on YouTube for you to watch yeah. our faces, mm. watch watch our movements and gestures. Yeah. So uh, you get to see that. Was, uh, and I've also brought face. something else along to show and tell, but you can activate that okay. when you see fit, Andy. But just be aware that because this okay. is one of our video episodes, I have other visual props. Right, good. Can, can before we go any further, can I just uh, plug something? Yeah. Um, I'd like to plug a new podcast that uh-huh. I have launched yes. with my son. Yeah. Uh, who uh, and it's about darts because mm. uh, we both love the darts very much. It's called Unserious Darts. Yeah. And first episode went out about an hour ago on Sunday evening. So all of your usual um, outlets. And platforms, I think they call them. Yeah. For podcasts. You <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. Starts. Get it wherever, wherever you get you your podcasts. Your, wherever the, where the fuck you get them. I can um, give a fuck. It, <laughs> it, it's called Unserious Darts. Episode one's out there now. And oh, we enjoyed doing it. I think it's going to be I a was nice excited. bit of fun I was, about I, the darts. I, I saw you mention, I saw it advertised on uh, the X platform, brackets formerly Twitter. Mm. And I thought, yeah, it's the sort of thing I like. I'm um, big podcast fan. I love darts. I love the Dawsons. Um, I'm going to see a new podcast come along. Yeah, it's great to see it. Uh, I've got a gap in my pod se- schedule, my pod listening schedule, which is usually rammed. Uh, but something's come up recently due to the uh, death of one of my favourite podcasters, <laughs> and uh, and therefore I'm uh, uh, yeah. He actually gonna, died during uh, an episode. He, he which was, died. Uh, he died of sad. Po- but... Died of died of podding. Um, and on the one hand, I was sad for him and his family, but on the other hand, I thought, hey, rare opportunity in the Delaney pod schedule. Here's an opportunity to freshen up the schedule. Yeah. And I took yeah. that opportunity I, and I've had I'm an I'm always looking thoughts. out for fresh new content. 
and uh, this sounds just that. So uh, yeah, I'll be listening mm. for sure. How That's long? Right, is it, yeah. How long is it? Episode one, mate. Episode one's about twenty-four minutes. God. We're not going to be dragging yeah, the lovely. arse out of it. It's yeah. going to be. We're going to be in and out. Um, the first episode, we mainly look at an interview with Luke Littler, which was in the Times this weekend. Yeah, I saw Ma- it. Martin I, Samuel. I didn't read the whole thing, uh-huh. but I saw a bit of it. And, uh-huh. I, and Martin Samuel, yeah. yeah, is a man of interest to me. So yeah, <laughs> and so I thought this this is this could be good. Is it? Is a man whose motivations sometimes be questionable, I think. Yeah. And uh, he did a big thing recently about um, Dan Ashworth getting poached from Newcastle to Manchester United. And he was outraged that Manchester United shouldn't be paying like less than £60 million for this man for anything. This geezer with a fucking spreadsheet. There's a guy with a spreadsheet and a a contact book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mate, this is what um, you said the other day when you said, I can't remember how you phrased it, but the fact that the game has been basically hijacked or taken over by fucking accountants and data analysts. That's what that bloke is. Accountants. And now yeah. the, the transfer fees are going for these nerds. But this guy, this is the guy who's brought in all these players to Newcastle, but they're having to start selling all their players because they've they've breached... F is what's it called again? FFP. Yeah, financial fair play. Yeah, FFP regulations. They've gorged on too many players. Apparently, now they've got to start selling them. They reckon in the summer. Well, Mm. that's on that guy's watch. Mm. And now he's getting poached to go and do the same at Basket Case Club Manchester United. So just to spot players. How how absurd is that? I, I think I think they just play football. What they do is they get football manager. And they do the thing where you just resign from your job straight away and they let it play for 20 years. Right. And it just plays by itself like an artificial intelligence ah. experiment. And, you look and they just see who, who are the good players eight yeah. years from now. Yeah. And they try and buy them all. Yeah. Oh, West Ham uh, have nice work spent if you can get it. huge sums on recruitment. Because like a few years ago, it came out that we only had one scout in the whole club, Premier League club, right? <laughs> so there was a lot of yeah. uh, outrage by that. This club is run like a fucking circus, right? So in the end, <laughs> now we've gone the other extreme and, like, we've got this really expensive German guy um, and then we've got, like, Mark Noble's sporting director. It's unclear what he does. He's more... He's like a base character. <laughs> he's, like, really well-paid I mean, for vibes man, well, right? I, yeah, exactly. I don't, I, a club legend, etc. It's yeah. a great player. Yeah. Don't know what his qualifications are to be a sporting no, director. No, I mean, I love it. As a fan, I love it that he's there because I, do, I think, you know, over the years, and lots of clubs are guilty of this, I think it does make a lot of sense to keep legends at a club because if not, I mean, what are these fucking clubs? Do you know what I mean? Like, Bobby Moore, yeah, it's, it's good for the, the shit that West Ham... It, yeah. it, it makes me annoyed, like, West Ham statue of Bobby Moore, posters and fucking tributes to Bobby Moore all over the stadium. When Bobby Moore was alive, there was fuck all Bobby Moore stuff, Right. He never yeah. got a fucking go to work at the club. He wanted to be the manager. He never got that gig. But they could have given him anything. You know, Bobby Charlton at Manchester United Ambassador. was always like, you yeah. know, naughty, naughty, squirty, squirty. When, right? he, when, he, wasn't, when he wasn't heading off to Africa to yeah, do his soccer schools. And to blind some, some kiddies. You know, blindings. I'm going to go and do some blindings. <laughs> and some of them will be inadvertent. But some of them will be very much vertent. The thing is, the thing is, when you're distributing acids and alkalis, it can be a little bit scattergun, and it goes everywhere. They cannot and be fully people controlled. People are going to get blinded. There's a huge sometimes people amount. are going to get blinded. What didn't want blinding? But there you go. You've got to write that off as collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, yeah. So West Ham didn't do fuck all for Bobby Moore, you know, or or like all these other players that they'll go on and on about now. So I quite like mm. it. But the only contribution I've seen him make, which was a sensational one, was after West Ham won the semi-final of the Conference League and he just suddenly burst into the changing room with a crate of cans. 
<laughs> he's our, his job. He's our sporting director, right? And they're all dancing because yeah. we got to the final. And suddenly it was a proper all right cunts because he's kicked the door yeah. in. And every, there's video of this, right? All the, and they turn around right. and it's the sporting director and his tie's all loosened and he's just in the doorway with a fucking massive crate of Heineken's. And then he just puts them on the treatment table and starts fucking pissing hey. them up and spraying hey. them everywhere. It was wonderful. So it's worth every penny. That's his job. But we've got all these other exactly, people. Yeah. We've got a director of football, a sporting director, a head of scouting, head of recruitment. The the the, the um, director of football just hired his own brother, right? He's a German guy called yeah. Tim Steiten. And he just hired his own brother <laughs> and gave his brother like a huge title, right? Something oh, like man, Johnny like Steiten. Yeah. But then on top of that, he also hired another guy from one of the clubs he worked at, like Verda Bremen, who's the head of um, head of like uh, data, right? We've literally hired a head mm-hmm. of data. And when you see the photo of yeah. this cunt, right, he looks like if you were casting a kid's TV show, you know the kid's TV show, there's like a gang, and one of them's called something yeah. like Chip. Right, because he's the yeah. expert in with microchips. Computer nerd. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this guy looks like. He looks about fucking thirteen. <laughs> he's got curly hair and round glasses and he's really skinny with a little tie, right? They go, This is our new head of So we've got all of these they're all on huge salaries because we poached them from other clubs, Possibly, right? And in the transfer window in the transfer window, we sold four players, right? Yeah. We already had the smallest squad in the Premier League. We sold four mm-hmm. players. And we got one player in on loan, Calvin Phillips, who's been absolute shit in every game for us, and right? Got sent off, yeah. And you think that's like normal West Ham, you know? I'm sure it's sent something. We fuck up like most transfer windows, blah blah blah. But it's sort of like we've we've got like a huge department of people on large mm. six figure salaries, whose yeah. only job it is is to identify and then buy players. And all we did was yeah. sell for and get one loan in. And it's not like you don't need Calvin Phillips was not someone who you need a team of fucking eggheaded Germans and a data analyst to fucking identify. It has come to my attention, having crunched the numbers, <laughs> that there is a player at Manchester City called Calvin Phillips, who I think has great potential in the Premier League. Well, Calvin Phillips, that who's Cal- really famous, is, is played for Calvin England. Phillips. Calvin Phillips, yeah. What did you think it was? Name? I, I, I don't know. It didn't sound right. <laughs> Jeff been out, Phillips. He's been out of the game for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it's just That's so why I'm mad. not a data analyst. It's just I'm mad, isn't it? Like, why have they... Yeah, well... But yeah, but it's just... That's how it is now. The, the game's been captured by these chances and bluffers who just actually, draw huge salaries at clubs. I actually hate data, generally. Like, yeah. I'm a data hater. In fact, write that down. That's a T-shirt yeah. idea. I'm a data hater because yeah. it's impact everywhere in everything. Right? Yeah. Everything yeah. that, like, we enjoy, right, that we talk mm. about on this podcast or we or we podcast or we, we, we show interest in or that has delivered us any joy or enjoyment in our ridiculous and miserable lives, any glimpses of joy are, yes. the likes of you or I have had, right, mm. they will not exist for our children, because data governs everything now, right? Mm. Do you think mm. animal quackers, right, in the world of data... Netflix only commissioned things on the basis of data. It's it's, it's an algorithm creates these and things. They, they, they'll, they'll commission things and cancel things based on data. On data. Never mind the fact that these programmes or, or films or whatever have, have, have got some kind of like genuine love among the community yeah. that enjoy them. Fuck that. The data says no. Yeah. And Computer says no. Exactly. And, as and, David and Williams. The thing is, is that like, said. The, the whole idea of creativity or art, whatever you want to fucking call it, is that it's conjured from fucking nowhere and it's, and it's not rational. Things that are amazing are not fucking rational. Do you know what I mean? Because Have you seen this? They come from the, the, the soul the, of some, and the mind of some sort yeah. of like, of a, usually a, a, a brilliantly strange person. And this is the, the opposite most- of that. Like the Beatles, right, to use the extreme example, no one's going to fucking make rubber soul, right, on the basis of a fucking data analysis. And Stan exactly. Bowles just died. Stan Bowles yeah. in a world of data. Stan Bowles didn't. He was a data hitter. Yeah. He was he was never going to get a fucking job in, in top flight football, was he, in the, in the age of no. data? 
And one last exactly. one as well. Emu. I just watched that clip that we were talking about the other day of Emu going to the dentist, right? Amazing. Mm. Do you think Emu would have ever got the traction he did, right? Do you think Rod Hull would have had the career he had in the, in this era, the era of data? No, sorry, we've crunched the numbers. Mm. And uh, the young people are mainly on TikTokers and we can't see any examples of them showing interest in Emu's um, at yeah, all. Yeah, but I think I think Emu would have broken through on TikTok and would have been huge. Maybe. Uh, there would have been questions asked about Rod Hull, obviously, with him being. Oh a, yeah, then they would have got rid of Rod Hull on TikTok. Yeah. and they'd have got someone off yeah. fucking Love Island to do it instead. Oh, fuck, who would yeah. have been shit? They would. Perfect example, right, of what you're talking about—the data mm. dictating everything. That film, Coyote versus Acme, a right. wily Coyote film. Oh yeah, that was due to come out last year. That sounds and good. And it was fucking binned by Warner Brothers. Right. It cost seventy million dollars to make it, right? By all no. accounts, people who've seen it and worked on it said it's a fucking great film. Well, of course, really yeah. good updating of the uh, the Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner yeah. uh, franchise, I think yeah. they call it. Yeah. And Warner Brothers Discovery shelved the film in November twenty twenty three, so it could obtain a thirty million dollar tax write down. Cunts. And now this film's never going to get seen. Other people have tried to buy it. Um, Netflix among them I think Amazon Prime as well yeah thought this needs to be seen yeah let's get it out there mm. and they've tried to buy it and the price that Warners were setting for it obviously for tax reasons was so high they mm. couldn't afford it they couldn't reach it uh, and yeah they've, they've once again shelved it in February 2024 after these negotiations they're claiming it as a tax loss mm. and the film's fate is currently unclear I want to see that film more than anything yeah, there's so nothing else more than watching fucking Roadrunner cartoons. Can't can't we somehow play a role in like bringing this to audiences? I mean, I, I did I did think this. I thought that surely the nerds can get some kind of uh, crowdfunder together, crowdfunder, and uh, buy it. Don't, surely, don't, don't forget, I owned at one point the rights to Funhouse, and actually, I believe I did God, get. Yeah. Them. I bought them off of Warner Brothers. Um, it was simpler than you might imagine. Um, mm. So you know, dare, dare you tell me how much? It oh, it cost? was like it was it was like five grand. It was wow. five grand because it had. For, it had for been listeners mo- who don't know what Funhouse is, yeah. Well, it was us. a game show with Pat, with Pat Sharp, who was a nineteen eighties and nineties DJ off of Capital. Yeah, um, and uh, and he had two sidekicks, didn't he? He had these two girls who were sidekicks. Twins. I think they were twins. Yeah, so there was a little there was yeah. a little bit of creepiness, but I never got a creepy vibe off of Pat bit. Sharp. I never got a creepy vibe off of Pat Sharp. I mean, obviously on paper that sounds creepy, but he never yeah. gave me that vibe. I don't think he's ever got done either. No. I think he did get I just got know, the vibe of, of, of naffness, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. From him. Yeah. Yeah. He had a hit with uh Pat and Mick. Mick Brown was it? Did, Brown, Mick Brown, and they yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they did a few, but they did. Oh, what a night! They did a cover of that, and they used to present well, that, the Roxy. That, that, that's something that, that that bugged me because those two they were on Capital Radio, which yeah. was only in London. Yeah, and they managed to get a chart hit off the back of that, just of London just sales. London, they yeah. must have been huge in London. Rest of us had no fucking idea yeah. who they were. Well. You know, we, we knew ten, was, ten million people Mick? in London—that's enough. Ten million. If everyone in London bought yeah. a copy of that single, which I think they did, everyone I knew did. I think they did. Um, yeah, I think that could get you to number one, no problem. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were just angry. We didn't know who Mick Brown was. We we knew about Pat Sharp. Pat Sharp because he'd from made various he, other activities. He, yeah, he'd crossed into TV notoriety. He'd gone national. Yeah. Yeah. September nineteen sixty-four. Good song, when you, actually, when you bought the original. The, that, those rights, did you get did you get the contact details of the twins? <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, it, it was one of my many uh, a, a long list of wonderful business fails, which I might write up soon into some document or whatever. Mm. Or we could do a special podcast, which is Sam's business failures. Right? Have those have those rights now lapsed? I think they've lapsed, but it ended like a lot of my business <laughs> failures. It ended in huge acrimony. Because it was basically, right. I'd been 
uh, duped as I often was, which makes it makes that makes it sound like <laughs> I'm washing my hands of responsibility. But I always think the responsibility mm. lies not with the duper, but with the dupe. And I was the yeah, dupe. Exactly. So the, I'm not trying to wash my hands of responsibility here. A young, enthusiastic, would-be television producer came to mm. me and said, Sam, I want to buy the rights to Funhouse. Can you help me? And I said, words the effect of, I'm very busy. I haven't got time. I wouldn't know, begin where to start. But if you saw it all out, fine. I'll back it. <laughs> and then he came back to me That's a month good. or two later and said, I've fucking done it. Yeah. Sign here. And we own Funhouse. You're five grand later. So I did. Yeah. And I was five now grand what? later. And, um, and then I fell out with the guy because after that, we just, we couldn't make any progress. He was in negotiations yeah. with Patman. Um, which is Pat Sharp's nickname. Uh, but it never got to him. I fell right. out with the guy, and, and now he runs a burger restaurant in Manchester, last I heard. And, uh, right. and okay. Is it mate, called Funhouse? But I've heard nothing about Funhouse ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to delve into that. Perhaps you still own the rights to it, and then if you do, you know, we can incorporate it into Uncle Harry in Enterprises somewhere. I told and, you uh, the one where I like... fat and giggly on the proceeds. I funded... My companies, I mean, you, you came to my company towards the end of it, like, um, yes. and we had an LA office at one point, which was another... What, that company I was involved in? Yeah. Uh, no, no, the 60 billion, know. not that one. Oh, the, that one? Yeah, yeah the I one that, the, the, yeah. the recent one. No, no, not that. That wasn't, I mean, we were just sort of like, that was make-believe. But no, this, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> my company was a proper company that lasted for a few years. And, it was. And it did, burned bright for, you for, for a few yeah. years. It it burnt very bright. Yeah. But that was when mm. I was at my most vulnerable, Andy, because it was burning so mm. bright and I was so overstretched that I was saying yes to some you were, you pretty were, you were strange... I, I said yes to some pretty strange things. Pretty strange. Yeah. You, you, you were also, I believe, not sober at that time. No, as well. I, was, I was sober, yeah. I was, so I start, oh, you were sober. I started the company within, like sort of almost weeks of getting sober. But there's a trap in the oh, early days. Of, your addiction. Yeah, there, I transferred to, my addiction. I said, I'm high, in the... I, said, I called up my accountant. And I said, I'm in the... I'm looking to transfer my addiction into something just as destructive to my life, but more socially acceptable. Have you got any I'm ideas? I've got a lot of extra cash that yeah. I'm not going to be spending <laughs> yeah. on drinking drugs. Yeah. I'd like to blow it all on the rights to Funhouse. Also, I'm going to have a huge amount of time on my hands. I'm not going to be hung over at all going forward. So I'd like to plough all that mm. extra energy into doing other stupid things. That Having are... said that, my brain is still not quite sorted yet. Yeah, so there's exactly. going to my, be The a, good a thing is, time, my, so yeah. For instance, I reckon six months worth of save of cocaine savings could buy me, for instance, and this is just off. I'm just spitballing here. The rights to let's say Funhouse. <laughs> so how about we look into that, for example? It all makes sense. Well, you put it like that. The, yeah. the, the one with the LA office, which cost me a lot more than five thousand pounds. Right, I had, oh, a, yeah. I had an LA office for about mm, six months. At huge mm. expense, and I never actually went out to it. So who knows if it yeah. was there or not, right? Uh, I never right. went to it. But when the guy who had, again, duped me into saying, Sam, I'm going to open your LA office, and I know this guy and that guy, and we're going to, I know, what did he say at one point? He went, put it this way. You know who I'm talking to? To be the non-executive director in our LA office. <laughs> And I said, who? And he said, the Reverend Jesse James. <laughs> Jesse James, what's he called? Reverend Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. <laughs> he said, the Reverend Jesse Jackson. I was like this, you're, you're fucking joking. He's like, I'm Whoa. not Sam. I know him. I've had a and meeting I'll with him. i tell you this. <laughs> yeah. And if Jesse doesn't agree to it, I've got backed up Al Sharpton, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I was like, mate, this is a big fat yes. This is a big fat yes coming from Delaney. Do what you need to do. (laughs) Reverend Jesse Jackson, (laughs) of course, mate. No, but but the thing is, he goes, I said, right, how much is an office going to cost? And he was like, I think I knew someone who was offering me one. I said, it's quite good and it's quite cheap. But obviously, I don't know 
Los Angeles very well. I said, so I don't know if this is a good area or a bad area to work in. He went, nah, it's not great. He said, but there's this other one, and it's at one of the big old studio lots. It's on a lot, right? Mm. So I'm like, obviously, I'm thinking, oh, this sounds pretty big time. I like the idea of this, <laughs> right? I've never been there. And I went, well, how much is that? And he goes, right, and he told me. And I was like, fucking hell, that's much more. And then, do you know what he told me? He said that the office is next door. <laughs> the people in the offices next door were Wendy and Lisa out of the revolution. <laughs> and on that basis, I said, do it. And yes, I signed the contract. Course. I signed the contract. Of course, because I would have done the same. I thought, and, and same. that was true. I mean, I checked it out and I did have a registered address oh, man. at this office and next door, it was only a small office, on this lot next mm. door, it was like Wendy and Lisa Enterprises or something like that, right? Fuck. And I, and, and I remember people going, you know, are you sure this is quite expensive? You don't really, you know, you don't need somewhere on a Hollywood studio lot to run an operation <laughs> like that you're trying to run like that. But Wendy and Lisa are next door, and I'm going to go out there the first chance I get. And when yeah. I go out there, I'm going to knock round for Wendy and Lisa. And if I get even five minutes in their company, I'll feel worth, satisfied that it's all been money yeah. well spent. But unfortunately, the, gonna... the day before I was going to fly there, like a few months later, um, something disastrous, one of the first of a number of like huge disasters befell the company. <laughs> Yeah. due to my kind of idiocy like largely and other people's yeah. theft and um yeah D- dupers yeah dupers surrounded by dupers and uh and so i had to cancel the flight with no refund because the company fell into such a state of crisis that i just i simply can't justify flying out to look at the, the la operation but really just to try and meet wendy and lisa <laughs> Can, can we crowdfund a, a, a film where we both go to LA and visit that location yeah. and try to get an introduction to Wendy and Lisa? Mm. We could do that. We could crowdfund that. Oh, Eight grand. Talking <laughs> of the revolution, <laughs> oh, we could get to LA for a grand. <clears throat> no problem. And my sister's moved to LA now, so we can just keep on our sofa when we're there. Oh, brilliant. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Jalapeño. Talking of them, of Wendy and Lisa and the revolution, um, I said to my wife this morning, I was humming, she went, what are you humming? I said, Prince. And she went, that doesn't sound like Prince. I said, oh, no, I've got a new system for humming when doves cry, right? I've developed it. A new in my, system? A new week away when I was... Because, uh, obviously, I've been away for a week on my own in Guernsey. Yeah. 
right? Oh, that's and the prime, the prime opportunity to come up with a new humming, humming system, system, isn't it? Yeah, a week absolutely. Alone, I've been doing for a huge amount of yeah. humming. I mean, I told you the other day I was I humming bet. a lot of Bergerac, which almost got me into trouble. Um, so I was humming when doves cry, but I've got a new system for humming it or sort of singing it. It goes like this, right? You might like it. It goes. Um, uh, Hang on, how does, how does when does cry go? I've got too excited now. The beginner. No, listen, before that bit, you know, it goes, it's the famous yeah. hook, isn't it? Wahoo! I had a wahoo into it, a bit like in that Blur song, because I think when does cry is a great song, but it is quite sad, Andy. It's a sad song, right? Yeah. All this stuff about yeah. his mum and dad arguing all the time. It's horrible, isn't it? So I thought, mm-hmm. how could you improve on it? What if he did a jollier remix? And I thought that would be good, wouldn't he it? Did it sounds a little bit like Wah-hoo. Mario as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm into it. Um I'll I'll can I use that as well? Am I allowed to? Yeah, Is absolutely. To no, I thought, I actually did think to myself, because my wife didn't seem impressed, and I muttered something like, oh, I'll right. try it on Andy instead, he'll probably like it. She went, what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit more to the now. Now, talking also of films like Wiley Coyote would be a great movie, and we hope that will one day mm-hmm. see the light of day. But did you say that was Warner Brothers and... Who was the other company? Warner Brothers Discovery. Discovery. Because I've I got... That, I'm Discovery in the business Plus. of buying... Well, I want to pitch to you here live on a video mm. hookup. Um, one okay. of the first intellectual property acquisitions of Uncle Harrington Enterprises, which is a new business oh, that we're thinking. Yes. And I here was thinking, I thought, if we can acquire the IP, write a treatment, and then we could pitch it to Pixar. I see this as a Pixar production. But whatever, the important right. thing is first we get the rights. I found this in a charity shop in Guernsey just yesterday, and I think you're going to like mm-hmm. the title. Let's have it. The Tale of Johnny Town Mouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, there's, there's a picture there of Johnny Town Mouse. Now, I'm familiar, yes. I think that I'm familiar with a lot of Beatrix Potter stories and characters mm-hmm. i used to actually find them fucking terrible am i the only person who found beatrix Potter just terrifying i don't know why that terrifying yeah because there was always like Not these really. weird animals dressed up and then like there'd be like a human farmer trying to fucking murder them non-stop well that's what happens in nature we yeah discussed this before. that's nature but I'd never just heard... Because they've got clothes on, doesn't mean they're not vulnerable to <laughs> attacks from farmers. I'd never heard of Johnny Town Mouse before. So I saw this in a charity shop. I thought, I'm fucking having that. I bought yeah. two books. I threw the bloke completely. It was a second-hand bookshop. And I bought one book, which was a what-if novel about what if the Nazis had won, right? I like those stories. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was <laughs> Johnny Town Mouse. And he kind of gave me a funny what? look. I said, yeah, that's right, mate. I've got eclectic taste, in I? Bag them up. <laughs> what would become of Johnny Townmouse if the Nazis had won? That's an interesting thing. Maybe that could be part of our treatment. I, well, don't, I don't know how easy it is to get the IP or, or the rights or whatever to beat Rich Potter. Potter stories. Well, there was a Peter Rabbit film ones. recently, wasn't there? And, yeah. And in it, it, it courted controversy because something about... There was a scene where Peter Rabbit, one of his mates, lobs a load of fucking poisonous berries in his mate's face his mate comes out in a rash and <laughs> like there was that. a lot of complaints because you know nowadays it's all like schools they're obsessed with um allergies aren't they and there was a lot and of pe- copycat there was, pe- there was people going well. oi yeah you've made light of like allergies there because there was a kid at our school yeah who who said he was allergic to egg and no one believed him because mm. in those days, in the eighties, no one believed in allergies. They thought it was just made up. All right? you had was hair fever. That exactly. was the only allergy. And so, on the last day of school, when everyone threw flowers and egg and shit like that at each other, mm. he got targeted by a lot of lads. Not mm. me because I like this kid, uh, but other lads targeted him with eggs specifically because he'd said for years. And was he hospitalised? Uh, yeah, it was bad, real bad. Mm. Anyway, this first thing and this book, look. Johnny Town Mouse was born in a cup. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I've only actually read the first page, but I thought you'd like it, so I'll just read you the first page. Johnny Town House 
was born in a cupboard. Straight townhouse. <laughs> town mouse was born in town a cupboard mouse. straight born away. In a townhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, but let wait. Timmy Willie was born in a garden. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy Willie. Timmy Willie was a little country mouse who went to town by mistake in a hamper. Uh oh. The gardener Uh-oh. sent vegetables to town once a beat a week by carrier. He packed them in a big hamper. The gardener left the hamper by the garden gate so that the carrier could pick it up when he passed. Seems a bit of a vague arrangement. Do you know what I mean? It's you wouldn't get DPD doing that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, Timmy Willie crept in through a hole in the wicker work and after eating some peas, Timmy Willie fell fast asleep. And there's Timmy Willie Uh-oh. asleep in a pea pod, silly cunt. So we can tell Living what happens next. Silly bastard ends up in town shitting himself because he's never seen black Living people with before. Johnny he's never seen any black people. <laughs> he's like, he's well, seen... What done in the countryside, no? He's seen blacks. He's seen mm. Asians. He's seen Hasidic Jews walking back. He can't... He's, he's gone he can't to Chinatown. Get, he, he's gone to Chinatown, but he's not enjoyed himself. He's shat himself. He can't make head nor tail of what the fuck's the going on. There's, there's, there's a mixture of duck and urine wherever you go. It's mad. Yeah. There's hipster bars overcharging you for ironic oh, food. It, the bloke's like, oh. fuck this. I don't like it. Mm. I'm not racist, but I am very overwhelmed. I, I'm experiencing Sen- sensory overload. Sensory overload, yeah, of course. He's gone up the Trocadero, yeah. had to go on a VR machine. That's just fucking oh, traumatised the camp. So, so much stimulus, noise, and yeah. fucking flashing lights. So, Jesus Christ. The poor He's gone cunt. on a dance machine. Yeah. Fell off. Fell <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll deep dive it. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. After we've yeah. done Mr. So, uh, Silly. Talking of lists. Because if you're an IFS subscriber mm. and you're IFS Turbo, this week we'll see the final episode of Race's Rocket. Oh. The, uh, the, the side spin-off story that we've been doing. And it comes to an end this week. So good time to upgrade to Turbo. And you could just listen to all 21 episodes in one all go. All in one go. And they're quite short, actually. You could probably binge that in like an evening. And yeah. you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's some of the best stuff we've done. Did you see the guy I got in touch think. with a spreadsheet? Talking of number crunches and data analysis, someone's done a whole spreadsheet of every idea right. we ever suggested. When you said, oh, I'll add it to oh, the list. Wow. You've been saying really? that, apparently, according to this geezer, since the podcast started in 2018, you've been yeah. going, we've had these funny ideas or whatever. Well, not funny to reach, yeah. but ideas, let's say. And um, you go, right, yeah. I'll add them to the list. Well, this guy recently started re-listening to Top Light Time Machine from episode one, right? And right. as he's been going on, he's currently up to 2021. And as he's been going along, he's <clears> created a spreadsheet of every idea that we came up with, Right that we said we're going to do in the future. And he's laid them out on this spreadsheet and he's categorized them as well. So some are just simply T-shirt ideas, right? Right. And some are... um, Oh, this is so helpful. Yeah, some are like... But, I mean, I started reading it last night after he sent it and I was... I mean, I'm I'm ashamed to say that I laughed out loud at a couple. And then my wife's like, what are you laughing (laughs) at? And I had to explain to her... I'm laughing at some wonderful ideas that Andy and I came up with in the past. <laughs> they, some of them really are delicious. <laughs> um, but some of them Brilliant. are funny. There's one just called The Badger with Andy Dawson. And it's like... Right. And it's like, you're, it's a game show idea where like you just release a badger into the studio to terrorise the audience. <laughs> right. But to what end? It's not clear. But then it develops. like Because yeah. some of the ideas come back. They come back yeah. later in like later episodes, and uh, the, the, hell, the, incredible. the idea developed whereby it was a human celebrity dressed as a badger, and you released yeah. that into again it terrorised the audience. I think, but people right. against the clock had to guess who the celebrity was inside the badger costume. So I guess that's a bit like the mask, but it might it's have been before like the mask, the mask yeah. came out. Yeah. Mm. So. That was well, one what we'll that, do is we'll do some episodes where we go through that spreadsheet. We deep dive our own we'll ideas. we'll go meta with it. There's some, yeah. There are some good things in there. I can't, I can't remember. I think it came in on our contact at Top Flight Time Machine address, I'll I think. Look. But, it, yeah, it's worth a I'll little a browse, look. mate. There's some interesting things in there. And it, it and time flies as well because I'm looking at some of these things and I'm thinking, oh, I remember when we came up with that idea. 
Because some of them you remember yeah. and a lot of them you don't. But some of them I remember. I go, I remember that. That was, what was that, a few months ago? No, mate, four years ago. Yeah. Fuck. Makes you think, doesn't it? I should it? also mention we, we've, we've got an official librarian called Librarian Liv. Oh, yeah. And she sends us emails from time to time. We usually ignore them. Mm. But they're always pretty good. And she's just sent one the other day and it says uh, she found a dissertation. Yeah. Which seems very old about attitudes towards football from fans oh, yeah. and the communities of the main West Midlands clubs. In this survey they did, they asked people in Coventry why some people are football hooligans. One mm. response was, it makes them feel big. Yeah. And also, what do they propose to do about this? And this is what they were proposing to do about football hooligans yeah. back in probably the 70s, I reckon. Mm. One, make them do a horrible job to live paid for the damage. Yeah. Two, have some horse muck at the end of the pitch and throw them in it. I like that one, yeah. Three, they cannot cause trouble if they have their hands chopped off. Mm. <laughs> there you go, attitudes towards football hooligans back in the day. And uh, I don't think much has changed. Hey, um, I agree with all of them. In Guernsey for the last two days... My, my good wife mm. came out, right, just to join me oh, for nice. the last couple of days. So I had a week of work and then she came out. And she came out on Friday night and I'd booked a dinner at what I was told was like the nicest restaurant around there, right, which was on the – and the reason right. it was nice, I don't think it was particularly fancy, but it was right on the seafront and so it looked out. And I was really excited about this yeah. place. So she turned out, first of all, we find out that the Nazi hospital is shut out of season, Right. Yeah, so we kind of expected it would right? be. Right, so yeah. that's the first thing. So then I go, it's okay, yeah. the German Occupation Museum is open. We'll go to that. Right. We, we, we wait for a bus, right, for about half an hour in the freezing cold. It doesn't come. So in the end, we think, well, well let's just get a taxi. So then we go to a taxi rank. We wait there for half an hour. Eventually one comes. It cost me 20 quid to get up to this fucking museum on the other side of the island, right? We get out. It looks quite good, but it looks small. I walk to the front door, and just as we get there, the geezer is like, he's standing there, the, this really old man that's about 100, and he just goes, you're too late. And I literally like that. I'm not joking. He just go, And he wouldn't look at me in the eye. I thought he was blind at first because he was just looking down at his feet, and he just went, you're too late. And I, go, I felt like going, for what? The fucking Nazis? I know, they fucked off. They fucking fucked off from 1945, didn't they? Fucking no thanks to any of you cunts either. You put rolled the fucking red carpet out as far as I understand it. <laughs> right. He went, you're too late. I went, for what? He goes, to come in. I said, what are you talking about? It's 10 to 1. He goes, we calls at 1 on Saturdays. I said, are you joking? Do I look like I'm joking? He was angry with me. It's not London. He went, read the sign. And sure enough, it says Saturdays open opening hours, 10 till 1. What the fuck? Yeah. This is like uh, the most famous know, it's, museum. It's on London. The That's three hours, mate. Why Simple open at all? So I go, mate, I said, I'm not being funny. I just paid 20 quid to get here, right? It's taken me like, actually like hours because I had to wait for bus. Anyway, look, you don't need to worry about that. 20 quid it's cost me. I said, it's 10 yeah. to one now. It's six quid entry. i tell you what I'll do. I'll just pay you the entry anyway. Just give us 10 minutes and we'll just look at it. 10 minutes? You must be mad. There's nothing you can do here in 10 minutes. And I said, I don't care. I said, I've just cut. You're, you're asking me to turn around. Plus, it's in the middle of nowhere. You're not near a main road. You're on a country lane. So it's not like I can go out and find a bus or a taxi. I'm going to have to walk through fucking the countryside, right? Yeah. I've, just, the, the taxi, I've just seen the taxis put, like driving away. There's no catching it now. So just let me in. He went, no. And I said, what do you mean, no? I'm going to pay you. And I only have to be in 10 minutes. He goes, there is nothing that can be done. And then he goes like this. She's a big museum. She. <laughs> right? And he's still not looking at me in the eye. He's looking at my fucking feet. Oh, this is brilliant. I went, what? And he went, she's a big museum. Too big for 10 minute once around. He went, you need two hours to get the bare minimum. You and I said, bastard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You fucking pervert up from London. <laughs> <laughs> I see you in a monkey film. You films. coming here for a ten-minute cheap thrill? Yeah, fuck off. Come in here to masturbate all over our occupancy <laughs> memories. This is very serious to us <laughs> islanders, you know. He was oh, looking so at his good. feet. He went, "You cannot come in." She's a big, and he did it again. Kept going. She's too big, too big for ten minutes. 
I said, I know that, okay. but it's me who's missing out, not you. I tell you what I do. And you'll be six quid up. He goes, I tell you what I do. 12 quid is six quid each. Me and the missus. He goes, come, he goes, come back at three. I'll see what I can do. I said, I can't come back at three. <gasps> I said, I can't oh. come back at three. I said, I'm on the other side of the island. What, what my, uh, island. what am I supposed to do for two hours? Like we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, he goes, sit and wait. He goes, come tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, I'm going home tomorrow. He goes, well, that's your, that's your hard luck. You're not coming in now. I was, I'll tell you, I was hungry as well because it was lunchtime. It was 10 to 1. So I, I was absolutely... You get hungry, don't you? I was fucking fuming and my wife had to really come down. I was like, I looked around. It, it started to rain. You couldn't make it up. It, it was in a script. It would sound too corny. It started to rain. I'm in my raincoat with a hood up and he won't even let me step in over the threshold. He's putting his hand out, not looking mm. at me. No, mm-hmm. you can't come in now. She's shut. She's shut. Keep saying she the whole time, like she's talking about a boat. That's your hard luck. You should have. You should have looked it up. And I said, but I did. It said ten till four. That's weekdays, not Saturdays. (laughs) Weekdays ten till four. Saturdays ten till one. Read the small print. Learn how to read, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Don't they teach how to read in London? No. All they do is teach how to disrespect other people's schedules. That's what they teach you at London school. You fucking... Who are you? Johnny Town Mouse? The, the fucking minority community setting up fucking businesses and all kinds. <laughs> yeah, go on. Fuck off, Johnny Town Mouse. I'm Timmy Willie, Country Mouse. <laughs> I was this is my few. revenge story. I then had to walk in the rain down several yeah. country lanes until I finally mm. found the airport... Right. Civilization. And I mm-hmm. said, well, there's nothing else around here. We might as well go into the airport. There might be a bus from there going back to the town. There is a you bus. think so? It's 40 minutes away. And there's no taxi. Well, there's taxis coming like once in a blue moon. The queue's about 20 people. So I'm like, great. My wife's here for one day. I've been bigging up the island tour on the phone all week. And when she turns up, where I picked her up from the airport night four. There we are, back at the airport. We're going to spend the whole fucking day <clears> sat at the airport, right? Mm. Then I see a geezer from the hotel where I'm staying, right? Right. Andrew. He works there or? He works there. Andrew, really good bloke, brummy. I've got to know him through the week. So I stayed in this hotel for a week, right? It's like Andrew's a generally good bloke. I was was effectively the fucking major at this hotel. I knew all the stuff, everything. They were really nice, right? And this bloke's a really good bloke. Big, beefy bloke, probably like 60-ish, skinhead. Brummy did the driving and other unspecified roles around the hotel, right? Mm. I've had to go. He was there to pick up another passenger. I had to f- throw myself at his mercy. He practically jumped out of his skin. <laughs> He's seen me all week in the hotel. He's in that fucking arrivals lounge on the other side of the island. And I've suddenly come out of nowhere looking like a drowned rat. And I've tapped to him and excuse me, Andrew. And he's looked around here. I need help. He's like, yeah, what the bloody hell are you doing here? I said, oh, I tried to go to the occupation museum, but he's shut. And now I can't get a taxi back. And there ain't no buses the old, for half the, hour. The, the old man wouldn't let me inside her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he just laughed, like, as if he knew the whole story about me telling him. Oh, yeah, and we yeah, get that a lot. He went, oh, yeah. <laughs> The Occupation Museum just laughed. He was a man of few ways, sort of like a Clint Eastwood character, but I really liked him. And he went, go on, get in the van. Because <laughs> he had his van. <laughs> and I went, thank you so much. I went out and said, <laughs> I said to my wife, oh, we're allowed to get in Andrew's van. He's going to drive us back. <laughs> he drove us back. We got out of the van. We're soaked. I went, come on, let's go in, get changed. And then at least we've got a nice dinner booked this evening. Right? At least we've got mm, that to look yeah. forward to. We yeah. go in. Andrew and- drops the other passenger in, right? Parts the van up, comes in. And I thanks for that, Andrew. And he goes, oh, oh, Mr. Delaney, one second. And I go, what? He goes, octopus. I said, what? He goes, octopus. I went, what? He went, the restaurant did you book for this evening? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, octopus, yeah. It's burned down. It's burned down. Did you what? say that? It burned down. Yeah. It burned yeah. down on Friday night. Fuck off. That's exact. 
Oh my you just God. said what I was about to say. Look I it just up. Said it. It'll be in the fucking news. Octopus Whoa. Restaurant Guernsey is like the biggest restaurant on the island. The manager of the hotel had recommended it to me and they'd got the, the hotel had booked it and he said, you're going to love it. Your wife's going to love it. We've been out on this fucking day where we've been thrown out of the fucking hotel. Jesus. We've been caught in the rain. We get back. It's not just had a small fire. This hotel on Friday night has completely fucking burnt down. It's dead. It's gone. Shit. It is gone. I'm so sorry for hijacking your punchline there, mate. Well, it's, but... an, it's like when we did the mind reading. <laughs> Yeah, it, and there's been it a is. few instances of that recently as well. Even since the mind, the well, live mind reading, you've done some other things, haven't it you? It happens. That's yeah. that's the chemistry we've got. Fucking hell! So, so where did you eat then? We had to have room service because I said, "Well, we'll put somewhere else." And it, but by the time we'd found out, every other fucker who was going to Octopus and Saturday night, it's a huge restaurant. They'd all found mm. out before me. So every other restaurant in town, it's a small place. All got booked up yeah. immediately. All full up. Oh, man. I bet your good wife was so impressed by you this weekend. <laughs> oh, man. She she was actually laughing. Once again, she so was laughing at the fucking degree to which I lost my rag over the fucking museum situation. <laughs> I was like, we were walking along this little country road in torrential rain, me with my fucking cagoul up. <laughs> And all, I'm walking a few paces ahead of her because I'm so angry. And she said all she could hear was we were going, why did, she, why did he keep fucking calling it she? Who decides that a museum is feminine? <laughs> Men, that's who. Unbelievable. But I right. will go back. It's, it's a it's, nice island. And actually, yeah. the people there, apart from him, are really nice. It's a great place. And I had a great week. So I don't want to speak ill of it, Guernsey. This episode has been brought to you in association with the Guernsey Tourist Board <laughs> and the former proprietors of the Octopus Restaurant. Uh, predictions. Just I think I had a good go. weekend again. You had another good one. You got four. I got three. Results spot got one. You are now one point ahead of results. Oh, I've gone top. Yes, I fucking knew top. I could do this. But... I am just eight February. points behind results, but I still think I can catch up with the fucker. It's all to play for. It is. It's, it's only February. I don't want to get too excited, but my new approach to predicting has been going really well. Yeah. So there we are. That's um, that's pretty much it. It's been a long one. But um, as with Fridays, you've been alone for a long time. Yeah. And I feel as though you had a lot to say. Yeah. Lots to get <laughs> off my chest, but don't worry. Normal service will resume. And we've got this huge like fucking spreadsheet of ideas i just like you glance oh, down at this at ideas from years ago you just glance down and like you just go oh dog court i won't go through them all <laughs> dog there's so many dog related ones it's amazing <laughs> podcast episode from, from the screaming daryl hotel in wiltshire expansion of the oh. pablo canugo autobiography uh it's seven part pablo canugo uh autobiography stories about his idyllic childhood raised by two lesbian aunts with an artistic and wild upbringing he had a knife at the age of four a pet monkey and was always outside <laughs> so Fucking more of that hell. i mean i've just i've just found it a massive shout out to callum yeah He's callum you absolute legend fucking brilliant that's gonna give me loads of entertainment later on yeah um right that's it then and uh, we'll be back throughout the week with all the other stuff thank you very much for listening and that's that that's that Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.